I'm Greg, and you're listening to Totally Preventable. Totally Preventable. Totally Preventable. Totally Preventable. For those who are just hearing, you are um, hearing the Totally Preventable podcast with Diane, a.k.a. Grandma, a.k.a. Mom <laughs> of the Hope Recovery Center. And uh, Diane, can you tell us uh, a little bit about yourself, a little of your story? Sure. So I'm somebody that has uh, struggled with great depression, clinical depression, and clinical anxiety since forever. And I'm an old lady, so many decades. I also have been in and out of therapy. I have also been in recovery for 24 years with abstinence from alcohol and tobacco. And I used the AA model as my recovery pathway. And then a few years ago, I was introduced to all recovery by uh, a woman I call my spiritual daughter. Her name is Robin, and she works at the McKinney Shelter. She is a case manager there, but previous to that, she did work at Parent Support Network, and she was the original person on scene here as the supervisor when we first opened at this location. After a fashion, she left, and we had a different supervisor. We stayed for a bit, and then they moved, and I moved to Newport Mental Health, and so with me, I bring that experience of the anxiety, the depression, uh, my experience finding a therapist, my experience leaving a therapist, uh, knowing when that time was right, um, going through finding a therapist can be challenging as well. Mm -hmm. And so I'm very interested in the mental health piece. That's something that I always want to make sure. In fact, we just had a meeting here. Um, I wanted to explain to people and ask people, our current members, to please spread the word that you don't have to have a substance use challenge to come here, that there are people that come here that are here for socialization, engagement, support around mental health challenges, and just don't have that challenge of substance use. So what's special about this environment is that we have many people that are unhoused. We have people that are uh, food insecure. We have different ethnicities, different cultures, different gender identities, different ages. And we seem to have developed a family. We don't always get along. We don't always see eye to eye and we make room for each other. Uh, this spot is, I like to think of it as an unorganized um, organization in the sense that we make a lot of room for each other and a lot of room for freedom, less rules and more, um, capacity to open up and have safe space. That's super important because the people that we serve have multiple um, experiences that are difficult, ongoing, 
and for which the answers are not always easy. And we try to make a lot of room here. We do lots of role playing. We have uh, very earthy discussions. We have a lot of laughter here. Uh, we try to create an environment where it's totally preventable <laughs> uh, to be open and be received as such. Mm. And this environment means the world to me. This is my heart. Um, everyone that knows me knows that this particular location is the location that I am most interested in and the population that I am most interested in. And I feel that I'm capable to be here because I've had a multitude of experiences, uh, including quite a background in uh, violence and being the victim of violence and robbery and being the victim of robbery. And I could go on and on lots of stories. Mm. I'm old, so I've got tons. <laughs> and so I really believe one of the most important tools here is humor. That is extremely important. And I don't care how earthy or how it does it. I just want people to laugh because I believe that if somebody is completely down and out and their self-esteem is so low and their experiences are chaotic, if we can bring them to a place of laughter and find that spark of joy, then that is a beautiful diving board to work from because now we have opened up life. There's something very powerful in my opinion, it's just my opinion, in laughter. When we laugh, our breathing changes. I can feel my stomach go in and out, right? And that tells me that I'm alive. I'm still working. I'm still alive. My cylinders are working. And from that place, we can say that joy is available no matter what your circumstances are. And laughter is the proof of that. So we do a lot of laughing around here. I think right. the first time I met you um, may have been Hope's opening. Was it, was there an event in, in, is that Washington Square, Washington Park or whatever? Yes. When we first opened, I, um, Lisa Conlon Lewis, who is the director of Parent Support Network of Rhode Island, uh, she had an event and invited many people from various agencies and politicians and such and she asked me to speak and I did speak at that opening mm -hmm. along with many other people as well. And I told my story and such. And I remembered you because you were laughing and loud. And those are those are the people I'm drawn to because I'm usually laughing and loud too. <laughs> so I actually remember you and I remember another woman who spoke who I think was Native American. And she was very interesting too. She had an interesting connection to the earth and I found that super interesting too. But that was a fun event to meet um, people in the community. Yes, that was wonderful. And when we opened, it was interesting because you're starting from a base of having, and you understand this at Totally Preventable, starting with no audience and building that audience out. And at that time, Robin was the supervisor here and she and I would go out together and just walk around, walk up Broadway, start to talk to people, start conversations, bring a sandwich, bring some cookies. 
whatever we could do and people started to come. And when we first opened, we had a lot of young people and that was so much fun. Mm. So, so much fun. And then um, at one point they again, changed locations. And so that was great. But the problem was that the people here didn't have the ability to get to the other location, even though it wasn't far away. And so after a fashion, we were able to uh, open up here again. And so you kind of are in a perfect location. I flew back here, even though I love Newport Mental Health. I want to give a shout out. I love <laughs> I learned so much there that has made it valuable for me to be here because I was able to be on a team with clinicians and learn many things uh, from my boss there, Deb Carlson. And she talked a lot, which is what they talk about at Newport Mental Health, about the golden thread and always wanting to help inform each person in each various role to know more about that person so that they can guide the person and help the person. And that helps a lot in the way that we communicate and knowing that uh, with with releases and only with releases given by permission of the individual, that we can have good communication. As peer recovery specialists, we are able to share pieces of our story, not to burden the person, but to let the person know that we really do understand from a place of lived experience and we can connect and we are identifying, not comparing. That comes from AA, from my experience with AA. This is not a competition. This is just so that you understand when you talk about the loss of your child that I too lost my child. Now I lost my infant. You lost an adult child. Yes, the details are different, but a child is precious. There's no replacement in the world for a child. And so I bring that lived experience of grief. I've also lost both parents, lost my mother recently. That's another process. I can say we're working together. You're helping me. I hope I'm helping you. And I'm in great grief right now currently. And sometimes that really is a deep connection for that person. And so I have certain experiences, but they're not the same as our director, Jonathan. They're not the same as my coworker, Chris, or my coworker, Raphael. And so finding the right fit is super important. And we encourage people to find that right fit. Now, sometimes a person might say, well, I go and talk to Jonathan about my substance use issue. But I talked to Diane about my grief issue. But I talked to Chris about my anxiety issue in particular because he understands, right? I don't have to explain. He's a guy. I'm a guy. We have these similarities. So when we talk, we know that we're not the only one for that person. That person can see all of us. We're really a family. And so sometimes the child goes to mom, the child goes to dad, the child goes to sibling, or the child goes to all of them. And sometimes mm -hmm. we have a big group meeting where it's 
Chris and John and Diane and the individual. And it depends on the circumstances. We are always wanting to support a person and encouraging that person to be comfortable. It's super important to be comfortable with who you speak to. We don't want people to feel judged. That's super important here. We're not here to judge you at all. I myself have found myself in the streets um, previous to being a mother. When I was young, my life was very chaotic. I know what it is to not have a place to sleep and to not sleep. I know what it is to not have food. I know what it is to have an eating disorder. I had anorexia when I was younger. I have had bulimia and I'm obese and I struggle with weight and I always have. And I feel that I bring that experience and I am um, able to identify on that level. And I never want anyone to feel shame because shame is useless. It's absolutely useless. And we have the world to shame us and blame us. And here at Hope, we want the opposite. I want to hear what your opinion is. I want to help you to dig in and ask questions of yourself and expect more of yourself without being pushed over the edge. If, um, if someone is listening and they're like, I got to get myself to hope, um, do they just call you up? Do they just walk in? Are there, um, do you need insurance? What should someone consider? Right now we're grant driven. And at this current time, uh, all of our services are $0. So you can come in, you can call um, at any time. The number is 401-324-5626. And you can come to 50 Washington Square if that's the particular place you want to come to. It's across from the Newport Courthouse and Eisenhower Park. There's a wall across the street from the park. Behind that wall are stairs. You come down the stairs and walk in and we're right there. Uh, we're also located on Valley Road in Middletown. That's a wonderful place to go. Jonathan is actually director of both locations. And then of course we have the location on Beach Street in Westerly. So that in and of itself is sort of a geographic wraparound, right? Mm -hmm. And we're under the umbrella of Parents Support Network of Rhode Island. And I also would like to say that we have a wraparound even within the company. So suppose somebody comes here and they have some issues with DCYF. They have some issues with parenting. Um, we're able to assist them and inform them about how to receive those services from Parent Support Network and from that part of the company. And yet they can still come here and receive their own individual adult services. Also, I do believe that uh, there's great growth in that part of the company, and Jonathan can speak to that better than I can, but I do believe that there will be services of that nature um, at the Middletown location. At this location, uh, we are not having children. Um, we're not that appropriate for children. 
were not appropriate at all for children. <laughs> Honestly. Let's not beat around that bush. Right. This is an adult. It's an adult environment. Yes. Yep, absolutely. And it's a safe space. And we really encourage people to feel free to explore their emotions and to goal set and to think more of themselves. Yeah. Now, you have, um, you mentioned a lot uh, about family and I like to sometimes associate family with community in a recovery family or recovery community. How vital do you think uh, a recovery community is? It's extremely vital and it's extremely vital within the situation that we find ourselves in within this country because we're so divided politically right now. Uh, if we can come in, and one of the beautiful things, I want to give a shout out to AA, one of the beautiful things about 12-step programs is that we agree that we're there to discuss our recovery. So we're not going to talk about religion. We might tap onto it, but we're not going to... Uh, proselytize. I'm not going to try to get you to believe what I believe or don't believe what I No, We make room for each other. And it's the same thing here. We make a lot of room for each other. So I'm making room for people that do believe in a higher power, that do believe in nature, that do believe in nothing, that do believe in the black hole, that do believe in, you know, whatever, whatever. And so we're not here to tell people what to believe and we're not here to spoon, you know, I'm going to spoon feed you very slowly. I want to be a great manipulator. No, not here. You know, wrong. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we don't do that here. So we try to really be open to different gender identities, open to different cultures, open to the fact that there is not only racism but there's interracial issues within the race itself and just trying to be aware that the more open we are in conversation the more willing we are to be uncomfortable the higher degree of receiving comfort because you're comforting me by accepting that i believe something very different than you believe because those are the experiences I've had. Those are the lessons I was taught. And now we try to open that table up to appreciate each other's lessons, each other's backgrounds, each other's cultures, and the way that we identify. I myself am very honest and will tell you that it's very difficult for me to say they. So I am learning a lot about gender identity related issues that are beyond what I know and I want to learn and I want to be respectful, but I respectfully tell you that I need to be reminded, I need to be corrected and I'm open for correction. Mm -hmm. So I also have traumatic brain injury and I could speak about that a lot. I will spare you those details and just say that that is another thing that I bring to the table. I love to work with people that have traumatic brain injury mm. uh, because it has changed my life, my personality, 
areas that I was able to function in before, not so much now. I need a lot of help around the computer. I need a lot of help around math, et cetera, et cetera. And so I think I bring a lot of sensitivity and great empathy to anybody that has had traumatic brain injury. So with that being said, it's very hard for my brain uh, to understand plural with a person. I My brain does not understand that. And so it's very hard. So I make a lot of mistakes here. And uh, I'm happy to apologize for them. I just need to be reminded again and again. And so what makes peer recovery so important is that you get to see the mistakes that I make and I want to be corrected. I'm not always corrected because people make room for me, but by practicing my own imperfection in front of you, practicing my grief, my anxiety, my temper tantrum, my whiny, whatever. My humanity is right here in the room. It's right here, all of me, every pound of me, my gray hair, the missing teeth, the whole thing. And I'm happy to share that level of vulnerability because I do believe that there is a great lesson in that. If I'm safe enough to do that, maybe you'll be safe enough to do that. And within that vulnerability in the context of imperfection, totally preventable happens because you help me with the math and I help you with coming to terms with some feelings and he helps me with a weight plan and some ideas around that. And she helps me with ideas about some exercises and I help you understand that it's okay to sometimes need a walker, sometimes need a cane, sometimes be walking well. And that too is lived experience for myself. And I just feel like we share so deeply in this room that I do call it family. We learn how to be with each other. We go through bumps and bruises in here and we all still come back. And it's because we've created an environment of love. I didn't create it. The members create it. We all create it together because we accept each other and we are willing to be corrected when necessary. And we are willing to experiment with role playing and go to some real dark places, but taking humor with us so that we can visit that place. And then we can close the door on it and have fun and then go back in later. It's a very sort of wavy place. If you think of the ocean, that's how we are. And that's how grief is. And that's how our challenges are. Sometimes we have lots of symptoms. Sometimes we feel really well and dynamic, independent, creative, imaginative, we're on fire. And then maybe 10 minutes later, something happens and we're sad. We saw something. It reminded us we were triggered by something. And we all support each other here. We all want to see each other do our best. You make me want to run down to hope <laughs> right now. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I think these are my peeps. <laughs> it's like that warm blanket. It's like you just feel comfy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah, I've learned so much from members here. 
it's incredible. I tell uh, one member that I, I'm just so enamored with their thought process and with the gifts they have in communication, writing in particular, I'm absolutely floored by them. And I so often make certain mistakes and they say, well, I don't, I know you're trying your best. I don't need to correct you. And there's a grace that happens here. People make a lot of room. I remember somebody saying, oh, well, you let that person lie down and take a nap and blah, blah, blah. So I always say to everybody, and again, I'm not proselytizing in any way, shape or form, but to me, and I'm very loud about it. I say to myself, what would Jesus do? If Jesus saw me and I was tired and I needed to lie down, Jesus would say, lie down. And hopefully some of what we're talking about here today will land on you. Even if you're asleep. Mm. Well, what happens? People come in. I didn't eat. I missed breakfast. What am I going to do? Well, we find a way to feed people here. And what would Jesus do? And it's not a religious place. This is just what Diane believes. And I'm not spreading it. I'm not, you know, you don't believe in this. You believe in that. I honor you. I, I absolutely honor you. At the end of the day, that's my core. So you would be fed, you would be given a safe space. Well, they're swearing. Yeah, well, Diane swears a lot too. <laughs> but Jesus forgives. <laughs> you told a dirty joke. It won't be the first and it won't be the last. Uh, we are free to be authentically who we are here. And we give a lot of space for that here. And out of that comes trust. I don't have rules up on the walls in here. You know, <laughs> other places do that because those people crave order out of their chaos. Order is extremely important and that is beautiful. But we have a little less order. We're kind of a messy bit over here. And out of the disarray and the chaos comes this beautiful mosaic. And I do believe that people will speak to that. I don't have to speak to that. You could ask any member here about that. Wow. This has been an amazing conversation. Um, you bring so much to the table and you sound so um, inviting and accepting. I don't know why anyone wouldn't get their butt down to hope recovery for any reason. <laughs> Because it's totally preventable. Right. And I've only been there a few times. I think that there's always people laughing and chatting. It seems like there's always a fresh pot of coffee on. Um, everyone is always very welcoming. Um, I would I would say if you're considering um, checking someone out to talk to, to consider recovery, to just need someone to bounce some ideas or questions or concerns off, I, I would say head down to Hope Recovery and someone, someone will have some shared experience with you because you guys have quite a few very knowledgeable people down there. Thank you. That's, I think that we try very hard to fill in cracks uh, for other agencies and to support their process and to know that this is one way, but it's never the only way. And we are real 
we are big believers in resourcing people out to private therapists, community therapy centers, you know, such as Newport Mental Health, to Kodak, uh, to medicated assisted treatment. Uh, we have a beautiful outreach team, amazing outreach team. They do so much with um, Narcan and trainings and uh, safe practices and equipment and so forth. And we, we just, we try very hard. We work with the faith-based community. Uh, we work with um, all the agencies that are available. And we can't say enough about the Martin Luther King Center. I want to give them a shout out because they provide meals. They provide a place for people to safely be with one another. And as we practice out these relationships, so many of us are from um, family dynamics that are complicated, I'll be polite, and we're able to practice out with one another and get corrected. And sometimes that can be a little bit tough, but we're able to negotiate ways and tools to get along with one another and to find common ground. That's so important to us here at Hope Recovery. We really are about common ground. And again, it's not comparing, it's identifying. That's very big here. Yep. Well, Grandma, you have <laughs> just enlightened me, and I, and I know I'm speaking for a lot of people who are listening. It, it, you, you're just you, as Polly said, you just create such an environment, an inviting environment, and just just listening to you can put, you know, the most agitated person at ease. So, I thank you for your time. I thank you for the tremendous amount of work that you're doing, especially I think you for sharing your story with us it is I, like Polly I just want to run down there right now and <laughs> just, <laughs> just to sit and talk and, and hear more but I, I I thank you for your time thank you thank you very much thank you very much thank you Greg thank you thank you Polly thank you totally preventable I appreciate this podcast so much and I know so many listeners will as well thank, thank you. you we appreciate you and hope recovery thank you take care you too bye-bye Bye bye. I'm Polly, and you've just listened to Totally Preventable. Totally Preventable. Totally Preventable. Totally Preventable.